Hey guys, welcome to the Melrose Place podcast where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every single episode of the hit 90s TV series, Melrose Place. My name is Jenny. My name is Dan. Let's get cracking. Before we start, I have a very, very important special report announcement. We have a new closed secret extra special Facebook group where we can keep the conversation going. We can talk all about Melrose Place, whatever you want, share pictures, photos, old stuff you have about Melrose Place. People are already sharing like books and trivia questions and stuff. It's really fun. Get on in. Get on in. I put I will put the link to that Facebook group on in our show notes or if you just get on Facebook and search groups uh Melrose Place podcast, we're the only one. Number 1. We're the only one. Season 2, episode 3, entitled Revenge. Air date, September 22nd, 1993. Holy bananas. So we open up to a scary nightmare sequence. This is Allison reliving what happened with Keith. So it's in like these like black and white, like dark colors and it's kind of like slow-mo great rapey flashback yeah really um scary music keith is holding down her arms putting his hand over her mouth and she's right back there at the scene of it all but she wakes up because it's only a nightmare and the phone the phone rings and she wakes up in a sweater, which I thought was weird. And it's Billy on the line. Right. And Billy is like, oh, I forgot to tell you. The magazine sent me out on a, a piece. I'm on a research trip. Be gone for a couple of days. And we knew it. He's definitely going to lie to Allison about him going up to Seattle. And how is this just cool? Allison's like, all right, see ya. Doesn't even ask where he is. I'll miss you. Well, <laughs> she's like, got a lot on her mind. She's got a lot on her mind. Right. So and what? And then so Billy like hangs up at the payphone, and then he hops into a car. What car does he have? That might be a rental. How does he? I don't Wait. know. I just always feel like he doesn't have money anymore. Well, after Billy got rid of the cab, did he get a car? That's never explained. But he flew there, so there's no way he'd have a car. Then it has to be a rental. He rented a car. And that is a shitty rental car. (laughs) And to rent a car, I bet back then even you needed a credit card. Or something. So he must have got that figured out, too. He's making strides. Billy is making strides. Yeah. He also made a stride to... Bring a piece of mail that Keith had mailed to Allison to get Keith's address in Seattle. Right. Keith's done some super duper invest- Mr. Inspector work. Yes, he, ha- he has. And he has a big old map out. He's comparing the map to the address, trying to find his way to get to Keith's house. And he pulls up to this pretty modest looking... Modest? This is a dump. Well, I mean, from the outside, it looks kind of just like regular. A dump. It looks like a regular dump. So Billy knocks on the door. I thought marine biologists got paid. He Well... He's not doing too well. Don't you remember? His yeah. job is on the line. He got demoted. I'm failing, Allison. Yeah. <laughs> I'm failing everything. So I guess this is the house that he and Allison were supposed to share together. Oh, no wonder she moved. Which, 
The place didn't even have a chair. Okay. You see how? All right. You see how in the house everything is low to the ground. I imagine Keith just crawling around everywhere. It's just like, like a little snaky, sweaty snake. He just like slips everywhere. There's no furniture in there. Okay, hold on. So, Billy arrives at the door. He knocks on the door. No answer. Looks in the windows. Nobody's there. He then goes around to the back of the house and he goes to the back door and he breaks in, guys. Okay? Billy broke in to Keith's house. Billy not playing. He walks in. I think most people try to break out of Keith's house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is why. He walks into the kitchen and it is a disaster. It's fucked. It looks like a frat house. I mean, there is trash everywhere. Just Chinese cartons and pizza boxes and trash and just wrappers. And it probably smells horrendous, too. And he's just, uh, Billy just <laughs> mutters under his breath, pig. <laughs> Did you hear him say that? He goes, what a pig. Like, what a pig. <laughs> And then he starts walking around, and like Dan said, there's like nothing in this house. The bed is like three inches off the ground. And no, it's a mattress on the floor. <laughs> and did you notice it's in the living room? Yeah, it's not even in a bedroom. Well, I'm not much of a decorator. <laughs> Never was much of a decorator. And in the corner where the bed is situated, there's got to be about 27 framed pictures of Allison. It's a shrine to what? her. How did he get these pictures? I think I think Joe took them for All Allison. All of them? Because there's a lot of them. Maybe Joe and took them. there are different points in her life. Like, I swear some of those are like senior high school pictures. Yeah, well, you know. You hold on to those things and then like... You show him to your boyfriends, and he's like, I'd like to have this one. <laughs> and she's like, you can have it. Well, this is before you Facebook. Never, where you, you never could, gave like, a boyfriend, like, your high school picture? I mean, I, I guess I I did. I think I gave, like, you, whenever you got your pictures back, you'd give them to your friends. Yeah, like, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if you think about that, that That's was an odd little ritual. Give people pictures. I, I, you write shit on the, the back. Li- the little like wallet size. I yeah. still have some of those in my wallet. Yeah, I'll take one. It'll be called creepy. You would, but that I totally forgot about that. Because that was people's Facebooks. <laughs> it was literally <laughs> they a were book. like tangible, real Facebooks. It was a book of faces, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, there's my friend." Here. <laughs> this is my wife. These are my kids. Do you think they now even, people do that with phones in new wallets? Do they even make like places where you could put pictures? Hell no. They don't even need them anymore. You don't need it. You have your fate. You have your social. Well, the thing is, so this is Keith's Facebook. But when Allison and Keith met, she wasn't in high school. Where uh, he's got a. Lo- the point is, guys. He has a lot of photos of her. They're all framed. They're surrounding his bed. And of course, Billy is horrified when he sees this. Yep. Because Billy is like, oh my God. (laughs) What is this pig doing with my girlfriend? So we cut over to Jane's house and Sydney is there because of course she's staying with Jane and Sydney is asking Jane when she's planning on going back to Chicago because everybody's thinking because her and Michael are breaking up that the reason she moved to LA in the first place was for Michael and what are her plans now? Right. And she's trying to get him to to work it out, basically. She's like, come on, man. Don't you think that you need to give people a chance and you have these super high expectations? I mean... Michael might be the closest thing to Prince Charming that you'll ever get. Which is horrible. (laughs) Why would you say that to your sister? Because she's young and she doesn't get it. Well, she does reveal to Jane that she did have lunch with Michael the other day. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to come out. I didn't either. I was very happy to see her coming clean, but of course Jane wasn't very happy to learn about this new development. But all she said was, "Why did you do that, Sydney?" That was all. That was it, really. Well, she says, "Oh, it was harmless. He still loves you." Oh, he said that in so many words. Yeah. 
And that's when she's like, come on, Jane. Michael, he's a doctor, and he's the best you're going to get. Yeah, so they end on kind of a bad note. Now we shoot over to the hospital. Michael's trying to, uh, he's talking to Kimberly, and he's just like, whatever. Let's just postpone this this stupid uh, deposition, this whole divorce thing, and we'll just ride it out. No sweat off our backs. We'll just make her pissed, and she won't want to continue with all this this shit with this like smutty lawyer so he ends this with a kiss in the middle of the hospital in front of everybody and this is coming off of i think it was last episode that he tells kimberly that they have to be very discreet everywhere everywhere they can't even like be living together and here he is kissing her in the middle of a public place and who is looking on it's Matt. Matt because he got the job at the hospital. And Michael is like, he has like an aura about him. He's so like swaggy. He's just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he, he really has, is He has like, like a nice haircut and like he just, he he has this aura of him about like how he, he just knows that like he can get out of everything, you know? Yeah, I, I just, know what you're talking yeah, about. whatever. So he sees Matt looking on, and like you're saying, he isn't embarrassed. He isn't ashamed about this. He goes up to Matt, and as Kimberly is walking away, he's like, nice ass on that one, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Matt's going to be like, yeah, nice ass. Yeah, he's like, uh, Michael, I'm gay. (laughs) But... Matt does say, I just want to let you know, um, I don't want you to feel weird about this situation. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable um, about the Jane thing. I'm totally neutral. Totally neutral. And that line is to Matt, he's like, she's got a great ass, doesn't she? Yeah. Does she? She's kind of just bones. She's just skinny. She looks good in her, her little pencil skirt. Yeah. So Amanda, we cut over to D&D, and Amanda is in a meeting with Doug Vincent. I guess Doug Vincent is the higher-ups at oh, D&D. He, yeah, so now Amanda is the VP of marketing, I think, mm-hmm. now that Lucy is out. So this guy is her boss. And Amanda immediately throws Lucy under the bus. And yeah. she says, like, oh, well, you know, Lucy wasn't good at tying up loose ends, but I'm here to make sure that everything goes smoothly. Right. And Doug asks for a report that I guess Allison had been working on. Oh, boy. And at first, Amanda's like, oh, well, let me go ahead and get that report to you today. And Doug says, no, I'd really like to see it now if I could, please. So she says, well, my associate should be finishing it up. It should have been on my desk this morning. Let me go ahead and give her a call and ask her to bring it in here. So she calls Allison. And of course, when the phone rings at Allison's desk, she's like staring off into space. Mm-hmm. She answers it. She's having another flashback. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's having another rapey flashback. So she's totally preoccupied. And when she answers... Amanda asks for the report. Allison says that she doesn't have it ready. It'll be done by the end of the day. And Amanda, being the very savvy businesswoman that she is, does not let on to Doug that anything is amiss. She simply says... She's trying to extract it from the computer. (laughs) She's trying to get the report out of the computer. And Oh, yeah, and then he says, well, let me know once it's extracted. (laughs) like uh do either of you know how computers work (laughs) but back in 93 that was a valid excuse maybe it's hmm. like it took like a half a day to figure out how to print or how to get it out of the computer extract it (laughs) oh man love the 90s that gets dug off of her back and um then she calls allison back on the phone and Allison's at her desk again looking off into space and she says the best line get in here now yikes (laughs) and so Allison being the lap dog that she is scurries into Amanda's office and Amanda's like what is going on with you 
And she's like, I had a very hard week or weekend. And Amanda's like, well, I covered for you today. Don't make a, I'm not going to make a career out of it. Yeah. So Allison is on notice that she better ship, shape up or ship out. Mm-hmm. Now we head up north to Seattle. Billy is on the prowl looking for Keith. My question is, how does he find Keith? Probably found a a piece of mail or some dirt and like licked it and then like figured out like, oh, this is at that shipyard. Keith is conducting a tour. I think it's like an oil refinery plant and he's talking to a group of people and telling them how environmentally inclusive they are. Yeah, like how safe their new like technology is, state of the art, uh, and 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 it passes like all environmental uh, health regulations. So Billy shows up. Keith is conducting a tour, guys. Like he he's Hard got hats, like lab coats. Yeah, five or six people are there. Billy runs up to Keith and is like, "Hey, look, you better leave." Allison alone. But first, like, Keith sees him through, like, the smoke, and he's like, would everyone just, excuse me for one moment, and he, like, walks (laughs) over there all gently, he's like, what are you doing here, Billy? (laughs) And Billy is like, you better leave Allison alone. If you do anything to her, I'm gonna kill you. No more calls. No more, no more flowers spray painted black. No more bitch cards. <laughs> and so he attacks Keith and almost knocks him over this, like, they're on this platform. Yeah. He almost, it looked like an oil rig. Yeah, he almost knocked him over. And he starts punching Keith in the uh, face. He is fucking Keith up. This is, like, the hardest I've ever seen Billy. Billy's going ham. Yeah. He re- and he gets Keith's nose all bloody, and everybody all the, yeah. on this tour is freaking out. They're like, "Oh my god, call the police, get him off of him!" And Keith is like, "No, no, no, don't call the police." But guys, he he does the smile. He has blood yeah. running down his face, and he, <laughs> he looks he likes at it. Billy. And he, he loves it. He does the crazy psycho smile that he did at the mirror. Dude, he loves the pain. He gets stronger from it. And he's like, no, no, it's okay. Everything's fine. Shall we go about the tour again? And Billy... No, but he says to Billy, he's like, I'll see you again real soon. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he's right. like, thank you. Thank you. I loved this pain. And then Billy is like, like we're finished here. And then Keith is like... Oh, we're not finished. Not by a long shot. Yeah, he's, um, like, he's like, thanks a lot. There's no TVs around for me to headbutt. <laughs> I needed somebody to get me in the grill. So Billy leaves and Keith goes on conducting the tour with blood just coming yeah. down his face. And he's like, please follow me to the next stop on the tour. He doesn't even wipe it off. And he's like, everyone, if you could just follow me, please. I'm going to take you over here. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) So what's up next? Now we are off to Michael and Kimberly's beach house. And Kimberly is in a bra. I knew that was going to be the first thing you mentioned. And I was so happy. (laughs) That's the first. That's not even how the scene starts. Well, Michael is like in his undies. And he's got these hairy nipples going on. Ew. I'm like, ugh. Just, he needs to do some manscaping. <laughs> Michael is is over a big pile of laundry. And I guess he's trying to find some article of clothing to wear. And he keeps smelling, like, here's a shirt. Here's a pair of underwear. And, and grimacing at each smell because I guess they're all dirty. And Kimberly does walk in. She's wearing a slip and a bra. So hot. Is that a Billy Madison? Want to touch the hiney. <laughs> and and um, Michael is lamenting that his clothes are dirty. And he's like, gosh, I need someone to wash my clothes. And he's kind of hinting. He's like, oh, Kimberly, won't you, can you just throw them in with yours when, when, when you start doing them? And... 
goodness, Kimberly stands her ground and is like, no, I am a doctor. I am not your maid. I am not going to be doing your wash. Maybe Jane did that for you, honey, but I ain't doing it. Yeah. And then Michael's like, well, I need undies. But yet, like, Kimberly is showing a lot of skin these these days. And a lot of power to say, look, we're both doctors. We're both doing the same thing. I do my own laundry. I, I get a dry clean. You need to do, to do it, too. But no this one's going to be picking up your slack. And this is why Michael likes her. She's, she's the anti-Jane. Yeah. Jane would have been like, oh, Michael, I'll, I'll do it for you. Yeah, you're right. And Kimberly's like, uh-uh, you ain't getting this. You ain't getting this. So we then go to Allison's apartment and the phone rings. She picks it up and it's Keith. Mm. Ugh. And he's like, hello, Allison. And she's like, never call this number again at all. Billy paid me a visit. He's twisted everything around so you'll hate me. Oh, and she covers for Billy. He's like, did you know about this? And she's like, yeah. Of course I knew he was in Seattle. Well, because she has to pretend that there's a unified front and that she knows that her and Billy are a partnership. Right. And um, Keith says he's twisting everything around so you'll hate me. And she responds with, I do hate you, Keith. In fact, I wish you were dead. Dun, dun, dun. She hangs up. Hangs up on him. Then... Amanda comes to the door and she tells Allison that her car, her Porsche won't start. And she asks Allison to give her a ride to work. So Allison, of course, says yes. And she goes in to get her keys. And in doing so, Billy comes home. Right. In the same clothes that he left in. And of, of course, here we are again with Amanda putting her nose in other people's business and like this, so they're sort of sorting it out while she's right near them. And Amanda puts her two cents in, and she's like, "Huh, that's weird. You were gone for three days, and no luggage. No luggage. Interesting. Like, Thanks, Amanda. Yeah, and then she's Thanks just like, two cents. And she's just like, "Come on, Allison, we gotta go. We're gonna be late for work. We have to leave." And Allison is confronting Billy to say. Guess who I just got off the phone with? Keith, it turns out that you were in Seattle, weren't you? And he just lied and said, oh, I was up in Sacramento. And it was like, no, you were in Seattle. I just talked to Keith. And I've just gone through a very traumatic event. And what I need right now is support, not lies. Well, you're dating Billy. (laughs) So... You're going to get a lot of lies. You're on the train to lie town. Yeah, not a lot of support. Sorry about that. So we then head over to Joe, who is showing Amanda photos from the race. If you guys will remember, last episode, uh, Amanda, Joe, and Jake all attended the race where Jake was competing Joe is taking those photos, and Amanda said that maybe they could use some of those photos on a big beer campaign. Mm-hmm. So Amanda really likes the photos, but she's thinking that they're going to need some more shots of the track at night. She wants the moody, kind of dark photos that they can mix in. So she asked Joe if she can do this like, and have them tomorrow. So that means that Joe would have to go that evening to take the photos. Of course, Joe wants the job. She even says, hey, it'll be tough, but I'm going to make it happen. And as soon as Joe leaves the office, Amanda picks up the phone and goes to her, I guess, receptionist and is like, get me Jake Hansen, please. Yeah. Who's getting Jake? That is my question. Who the fuck just has it's Jake on like, speed dial? Yeah, it's not like she's worked with Jake before or they'd have Jake's number in any way. Ever. And, I mean, does that mean that somebody's got to just pour over the phone book and look for yeah. Jake Hansen's? Um, in the H's. Uh, there's about seven Hansen's, so... Do you know where he lives? He lives in my building, asshole. <laughs> oh, maybe that's how. She has the tenant list. I yeah. don't... That... She probably brought it in to work and was like, when I want people... <laughs> You get them. You get them. So here's my <laughs> list of tenants that out uh, the building I own. Well, that's a very 
that's a very astute assumption. Yeah. I would say that. I mean, because I would, I would not go there. So now we're back at Michael and Kimberly's. Sydney shows up. And again, she's all dolled up. Got her hair curled, got her makeup on, wearing a kind of see-through shirt. Mm-hmm. And she sort of bursts in on the scene. Michael opens the door. She's like, hey, I got lasagna. I've just been thinking about you so much. And I know this has got to be so hard on you, Michael. So like, I made you a lasagna. She's so great. I love Laura Layton. She's such like kid sister. She like, really is. Hey, come on. Can I come in? Hey, this is great. And, and she's just like, yeah. in. She talks herself in. She's walking around the house. Oh my gosh, this is so great. I've always wanted to live at a be- on the beach. This is awesome, Michael. And, and I think... I uh, maybe Anthony told me this, but like she, I think she's the same age as like all of them, but she plays like she's like fifteen years younger than all of them. Well, I'd say she plays like she's like five years younger. But it's still a very you you immediately know that she's younger, younger and immature. No, you're right. And it's she's really good. She definitely has that little kid sister like Lolita air about her. Mm-hmm. Totally. And she somehow sees that Michael is living like a bachelor with his clothes strewn all over the floor. And she volunteers to do his wash. And Michael's like, oh, Sid, I don't know. This, come on, this isn't good, blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't be here. But then he starts thinking like, wait a second. I got, my girl won't do my clothes. This girl wants to do my clothes all right you can do it let's do this so he agrees he's like all right fine but don't you fucking starch my shirts don't worry wouldn't dream of it and there and off she goes and he sneers he's like yep i'm a badass <laughs> this is fucking great so michael's got it made we are out to dinner with Amanda and Jake. Of course we are, because we all know that this is Amanda's master plan. Get Joe away so she can have Jake to herself. And of course, my main man Jake ain't buying this bullshit. He's like, so, Amanda, what the hell is this about? And Amanda says, I really like a man that gets to the point. Yeah, let's get the business out of the way so we can enjoy our dinner. Oh, God. Amanda... You suck. (laughs) So Amanda pulls out the photos that Joe took of Jake at the bike race. And Amanda is like, oh, these are the photos that Joe took? What do you think about them? And Jake is like, "Um, I've seen them. I live with Joe. Yeah, I think they're good. They're cool. Well, I think they're good too. But the thing that really sticks out to me is the subject of the pictures. This rugged, handsome, real man that's the special thing i'm doing this whole campaign for i think it's called sagebrush beer yeah sagebrush beer man she wants jake to be the face and she wants jake to be the star of the campaign and he's like what are you talking about guys like me dime a dozen what do you need jake for well why would i get an imposter jake when i could have the real thing and she said she has a sort of throwaway line at the end of this but it is very significant she says what do you have to lose and he's got joe to lose he does he really does so you can tell that jake is pretty reluctant about this and he's not sold on the idea whammy we cut over to allison and billy's and Allison is back on the sauce. Drinking. She is drinking again. And she's scolding Billy for going to Seattle and basically tells him that his macho heroics have antagonized Keith even more. And now he's on the warpath. And she's like, Billy, I need you to be private. And I'm like, yo, you are barking up the wrong tree, Allison. <laughs> no, she's like, this Everything going on with Keith that stays between me and you, do you understand that? He's like, yeah, of course, I got it. 
course. <laughs> and of course, Dan and I just look at each other like, okay, the second Allison turns away, Billy's going to go yapping to everybody yeah. in Melrose Place, telling them about Keith the Stalker. Absolutely. So now, rise and shine. Uh, Jane's waking up old kid sister. And Jane, she she's talking to Sydney. She wants to go out tonight. She's got all, she's reading about depression and the first thing to go is the house. So she uh, Sydney's gonna pick up her stuff and do some laundry. And she's got a she's sort of being coy right now, like sneaking around, grabbing Michael's clothes from under the pullout couch uh, while Jane's getting ready for work. Then Jane's like, all right, I'm gonna leave for work. You take care of some stuff, but remember, we're going out. And Sydney's like, yep, of course. So then Sydney grabs the detergent and she has a long embrace with Michael's clothing and she like smells them like, like. She's taking him in. Yeah, she's really infatuated with Michael. With everything that Michael is. Ugh. So then we head over to Joe and Jake's apartment. And, of course, Joe thinks it's kind of strange that the minute that she goes out to do a job for Amanda, Amanda and Jake have dinner together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, I love Joe because she immediately, there's no question, she just immediately sees Amanda for exactly who she is. Yeah. And that is a, she's a, she's a tomcat. She was like, Jake is telling her what happened over dinner. And he said, it wasn't just for pleasure. It was for business. She offered me to be the face of this beer campaign. And Joe is like, oh, you're kidding me. You mean you fell for it? I'm going to make you a star routine. You got to be kidding, Jake. And he's like, okay, before you get all crazy, I didn't agree to it. And I'm going to turn it down. Yeah, he's like, are you kidding me? Guys, this is true fashion jake jake hates money yeah <laughs> and he hates amanda's jobs. like it pays so well he's like nope don't want it don't want it don't want it jake jake has had the opportunity to make a lot of money from seasons one and now two and he's given up given it all up and he but joe is pleased to hear this because she knows that Every moment spent with Amanda is another moment that she might be able to dig her claws into Jake and steal him away from her. So Jake says, besides, there's only one woman that I want to have my attention. And that really kind of rings her bell. So we end with them making out and everything's good. Everything is gravy. Now, Sydney is downstairs in the laundry room. And she's she's got Michael's clothes in the wash. And uh, Jane comes downstairs. So she's like, oh, fuck, I got to hide all this stuff. <laughs> I don't want her to see. And I forget why she, Jane comes back. She left something in the apartment, noticed that the door was open. So she just thought that Sydney may have gone into the laundry room. Sydney apologizes and says, yeah, I had an armful of laundry. Sorry, I left the door open. And then I guess... Jane is kind of happy that she's taking some initiative to clean up and is like, oh, would you mind throwing a couple of my things in the laundry too? And then Sydney says, of course, I live to do other people's laundry. Yes, she does. Now, Billy's got to apologize to Allison about going to Seattle. And I, my thoughts here are like, does Billy have a job anymore? Like, he he's taken off personal day or he's taken off like some sick leave or whatever yeah. at the airport he called in but now it's the next day and well, they're just sort of lingering around no it's the next day allison has been working all night because she's so far behind at work he wakes up it's 8 a.m he even says it's eight o'clock mm. and she is scrambles to run into the bathroom and she's like, you know, my panic over Keith finally subsided because my panic about work kicked in. I stayed up all night. I finished my report and she's in the bathroom getting ready to jump in the shower. They're kind of chatting and then she gets in and they have the craziest shower curtain. Crazy. 
It's well, more like the weirdest shit I ever saw, shower curtain. Just a lot of cats in different Doing positions. weird stuff. <laughs> I, think, I think one's like trying to get inside of like a honey jar. <laughs> like one is holding like an umbrella. Like it's weird cat stuff. So and Billy's like, I'm getting in with her. Yeah, so he um, jumps in the shower with her and he's like, mind if I join you? Barf! And she says, I thought you'd never ask. Oh, God. <laughs> They're like brother and sister. Do you get that vibe? I mean, at first, now I'm kind of, you know, I'm getting used to the idea. I hope, like, in season five, they're like, they have, like, a family reunion. Oh. And somebody's like, <laughs> hey, uh, you met you met our cousin Billy? <laughs> And then, like, that's a major storyline. Well, honey, don't worry. I think in the next four episodes, they'll be broken up and they'll be dating other people. I hope so. I really, really hope so. So, Sydney is back at Michael's and she's dropping off his laundry. She walks onto the deck. And Kimberly is in a bikini. Yeah, so... Looking good, girl. This is Dan's favorite part of the episode. Looking good. Kimberly's sunbathing, and she's surprised to see Sydney walking up, and as is Sydney, surprised to see Kimberly. Is this their first scene together? I believe so, yeah. It's gotta be, right? The two beautiful redheads. Yeah, and uh, there's a there's a little bit of a power struggle, but Kimberly obviously wins right so kimberly is like um how can i help you oh well i'm here dropping off some things for michael okay uh well who are you i'm jane's sister she gave me some stuff that he left at the apartment and i'm just dropping them off okay great i'll make sure that he gets them well is he here i'd like to drop him off myself if that's okay no he's not here but again i'll make sure that he gets them yes and then she says Goodbye now. <laughs> and so... Oh, bye-bye now. Sydney gets the message like, okay, why is this woman here? This is odd. And She's you can tell... protector. Yeah, that she's uh, surprised by this new development and she leaves. That's her first... Her uh, slight little inkling that she is like... she She's got it in her. She's got this like uh, evilness to her. Who? Kimberly? Kimberly. No. Yeah. I think it's, it's on. If her. you were at your house and some woman, well, like if I was just hanging out and some woman is like, hi, I have a package for Dan I need to deliver personally, I'd be like, who are you? But I, like, she becomes, I think she absorbs the essence of Keith down the road. <laughs> I don't think she gets that crazy. Uh, really? Okay, we'll wait. I I don't remember. I, I don't. I, I don't think, know. I think Kimberly is is uh, Psycho City down the road. Well, can't wait for that. So Joe's at D and D, and she's there to show Amanda the new photos that she took the night before, and she runs into Allison. And they're like, they hug like they've never seen each other. Well, I guess... Like, you know, oh, my God! Hi! What are you doing here? It's so fun when you're at work and a friend comes to visit and you're not expecting them. It's like, yay! We get to see each other, like, outside mm. of the apartment. I guess that's what girls do. Yeah. When so, guys... When my friends come to work, I'm just like, what's up, dude? What's going on? Didn't know you were coming. That's weird. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would... I stand by this reaction. And... Joe says, you know, maybe you can give me some advice about Amanda. And she explained what Amanda did. And and Allison's like, classic Amanda. Yeah, Allison's <laughs> like, my advice, take the job, keep your eye on Jake, and do not turn your back on Amanda. It's wise words. Yeah. Very wise words. Uh, so... Kimberly shows up to the hospital where Michael is standing. Anytime we interrupt Michael at the hospital, he's always holding court with like three or four other people telling them a joke. Bro, he's the man. <laughs> Every time. and He's the coolest kid in school right now. Kimberly walks up and he's in the middle of like showing off or like telling something funny to his like little group of minions. 
And she's like, um, doctor, I need to have a word with you if that's okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, I'll, I'll, I'll find you. I'll find you. So Jane's sister came by to drop off your laundry today. And so Michael's like, yeah, well, you know, she showed up at the house. I told her not to come, but she really wanted to help me out. And I just figured, hey, the girl wants to do my laundry. She can do my laundry. And wait a minute. So you were there? How did how did she see you? So she knows that you're living there? Yeah, he tried to spin it on her like, you're the problem. And you're the reason that this is going to be terrible for us and kimberly says i was just laying on my deck can't a person do that on my own deck yeah she's like you're the one sending having your ex's sister come to the house and do shit for you and then Michael, michael turns it around and he's like oh well yeah you're right kimberly all i wanted was a little discretion that's all i asked for but i guess you're right you know what Forget about it. Let's just have Jane come after me for everything I'm worth. We'll just live. We'll just be in the open in front of everybody. Who cares? You're right. Who cares? And when he gets like that, Kimberly, that's when Kimberly folds. And she's like, Michael, please stop. But Kimberly has a point. I mean, if you remember, guys, Kimberly is paying for that rent. And she's the one that has to hide that she lives there. Yeah. According to Michael. That's how Michael does it. And then they make up. And then my favorite line of the episode, Michael says to Kimberly, you better get out of here now before I rip your panties off in the supply closet. (laughs) God bless him. God bless him. That was a pretty good line. I'll give it to him. Oh, man. Now, it happens. Back at D&D. We're at the main event. (laughs) So Amanda is leading a conference and a really funny line happens here. She wants the layout done in a day and somebody says to her, Amanda, I'm sorry, but that's impossible. And she says, I don't like that word. I don't ever want to hear that word again. We're going to use challenge. And so... I guess the receptionist now pokes his head into the meeting and is like, oh, um, excuse me, Miss Allison Parker, there is a phone call for you. And Amanda is like, I said no phone calls. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, but it's Billy Campbell. He says it's very urgent and he really needs to talk to you. And Allison is kind of hesitant to take the call. But again, the receptionist persists and says you know he's on the phone i think it's an emergency Mm-hmm. so this gets allison up out of the chair out of the meeting at her desk she picks up the phone and who is it it's not billy guys keith it is keith we cut to keith he's already dripping with sweat <laughs> already he's turned he's, he's in turned. that headspace he is she's like, Keith, what are you calling me for? And he's like, oh, Allison, I'm just consumed. I'm consumed with what I've done to you. I've hurt you so much, and I just can't go on. I can't live anymore. And she, she asks him a question, and he's like, don't bother. I'll be dead soon. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, wait, Keith, what are you saying? I mean, there, there's a lot of reasons to live deep, deep down somewhere somewhere deep inside of you is that wonderful person i used to know oh allison how could you say that to me after what i've done to you and guy rewatch this scene because it's keith sounds like will ferrell he does yeah i made a note about it yeah i said that when he did that really weird smile his face reminds me of will ferrell maybe he's related to will ferrell because he was like don't bother. I've got a gun. It's very Ron Burgundy. I'm going to use it. How can you say those things after I've treated you so bad? It's very, it is very anchorman-y. 
So she's on the phone. Of course, she's very distraught about this and Keith even more so. And he's like, I'm going to end it, Allison. This is it. Just know that I love you and I hope you can forgive me. And, and she's like, pleading with him. No, don't do this, Keith. And no. And he just says, goodbye, Allison. And then we hear the fatal gunshot. Kablam! Keith is dead as shit. So, we're back at Allison and Billy's, and Billy gets off the phone and says, Welp, the Seattle police confirmed it. Keith did, in fact, kill himself. <laughs> he probably he probably directed the, the exit to, like, the shrine of Allison. Oh, probably. So he like probably splatter. had... Yeah, everywhere. And... Oof, true crime. Allison is beside herself. She is weeping uncontrollably. She's blaming herself. She thinks she could have done something, said something to prevent him from doing this. And she points to the fact that she told him in their last phone conversation that she wished that he were dead. And she says that nothing is ever going to change the fact that he killed himself because of her. And Billy is like, uh, well, I went up there and beat the shit out of him. And I told him I was going to kill him, but I'm cool with it. Yeah. Billy shows no remorse. He shows no sympathy. And I get it, guys. Like, Keith brought on a lot of problems. He was terrible. He was a bad person. But at the end of the day... Look at your girlfriend and how distraught she is over this and how upset she is and show a little compassion. I don't know. It's His face is just blank. It's got to be hard for him. He's like, look, I chased this motherfucker down Santa Monica Pier under that sex bridge, <laughs> under the <laughs> sex pier. I get yelled at every time you go do something with him. Then he tries to rape you. Now you're boozing over him. Like, he probably hates this man's guts. Yeah. So, we cut to the exterior of Melrose Place, and Michael shows up, and he knocks on Jane's door. Jane's not home. He waited until she went to work so he could have a couple minutes alone with Sydney. Yeah. So, Michael, this this is Michael's field trip over there. He needs to... Smooth things over. He's got to make sure she's not going to open her mouth to Jane about Kimberly. And uh, he gets a little more than he bargains for because um, Sydney's giving him the eye. Oh, yeah. She's throwing it around. So he's like, um, hi, Sydney. I just want to make sure that the woman you saw at my house the other day, she's just a friend, okay? Nothing more, nothing less. She's a friend. That's it. And Sydney's just throwing this fact away like, oh, that's okay, Michael. What did you think about my lasagna? Were the shirts like you like them? Yeah, and, and he's like, yeah, they were great. Um, so you're not going to say anything? And he, she's like, of course not. This is going to be our little secret. I just want to keep being able to do things for you, Michael. And then doesn't he put his finger on her lips? Yeah, he's like, shh. <laughs> and she's like living it up. Oh, yeah. She's, she's loving it. She's feeling it. She's feeling it. And then that's the end of that scene. She's super close to him. Now, um, Amanda and Allison... They're at a work lunch. And Allison, of course, empty martini glass. Amanda's leading the conversation with these other suits. And uh, Amanda asks Allison, like, what she thinks about what what Amanda just said. And, of course, again, did she have another flashback? No, she's just staring off into space. And Amanda says, Allison, anything to add? And Allison is just Say, huh? blank. What? 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 Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? There's a beat. And then the two guys that they were entertaining just stand up. And they're like, well, Amanda, thank you very much for the presentation. We'll see you later. They walk away. And, of course, Amanda is livid. And, guys, she does have a reason to be upset about all of this. Well, and the only reason she has a reason is because she has no idea what's going on. Right. She's not privy to the situation. All she knows is that her employee is not 
performing to the standards that she's wanting and she's being Allison is really not doing so well at D&D and she she tells Amanda I'm going through a crisis and Amanda's response to this is you're not the only person with a social life and she says look you knocked back three martinis and sat there like a stone during the entire lunch. I think you should just go home right now. And then Allison is like, no, that won't be necessary. And she's like, excuse me, uh, busboy, whoever, like worker, please call her a cab. And Allison is like, no, actually, I- I'm fine. And then Amanda says, um, no, you're not fine. You're actually drunk. Go home. <laughs> Oh, man. This is the beginning of Amanda and Allison's slave master relationship. (laughs) Gotta love it. You gotta love it. But Man, it's bad. So later in the day, Allison goes to Joe's apartment and she's drinking again. Still boozing. She tells Joe what has been going on in her life. And she's explaining to Joe that she thinks maybe she let him on. And that's why he tried to rape rape her. And Joe can really bring a lot to this conversation because her mother committed suicide when Joe was just 10 years old. So they both have similar feelings of placing blame on themselves when that's not really the case. And Joe gives Allison really good advice, in my opinion. I blacked out. What happened? (laughs) She says, well, Allison is just, you know, drinking like a fish. And Joe says, you know, no matter how much you drink, it's not going to make things better. All it's going to do is give you a headache and make you feel worse the next day. And Allison is like, but it just, it hurts so bad. And she says, well, maybe you got to just feel the pain. Maybe you just have to, it's so hard. And she's like, well, maybe it just has to be hard. But you have someone downstairs who loves you and wants nothing more than to hold you and get through this time. And are you going to let Keith destroy that? And Allison agrees and is like, no, I'm not going to give him that power. And she's like, good. Well, then you go on downstairs, put down the bottle and really focus on what's important in your life. So she goes downstairs and then immediately tries to fuck Billy's brains out. Right, so she... She professes his, her love to yeah. him. He's like, I love you too. Come on, sister. <laughs> be so much better if they were brother and sister. This, no, it wouldn't. It would be really it'd be weird. creepy, yeah. Like, let's get let's get the storylines going. Like, I want him to find, like, a birth certificate and be like, wait, your mom's name is Krista? <laughs> like... I'm rooting for bro and sis right now. <laughs> so, it's later that evening. They're laying in bed. Billy is sleeping. Allison cannot go back to sleep. She's plagued by something running through her mind. She needs something. She gets out of bed, goes to the kitchen, opens the cupboard, takes out her bottle of vodka. I don't even know why she's using a glass. She pours it in she a glass. She the bottle, yeah. She goes and sits on the couch, takes a couple swigs, and does her little cough thing. (sighs) And then she has an orgasm. The moment the liquor hits her lips, it's ecstasy. And this is a very, very important scene. Because not only did Keith die in this episode, but Old Faithful died. (laughs) Oh, that's right! She's in a different blue robe. She emerges out of the bedroom wearing, I would say it's like purple. Yeah, well, I don't. It's a short, it's short. I don't like it. I want Old Faithful back. I mean, season two, you gotta get a new robe. Nothing will replace Old Bluey with the yellow moons and stars. Nothing. Maybe that'll be in the bonus quickie. Yeah, but that that is the end of the episode, guys. What'd so, you think? Oh, I, I thought it was good. I mean, nothing can top. Nothing can top last episode. No, no, nothing. Well, what? Maybe whenever. Keith Headbutt. <laughs> that's my favorite one. 
Yeah, I can't believe we're through the Keith. Gosh. Keith, we're going to miss you. We will. We're going to have to do a quickie episode for him. Yeah, he's getting he one. He deserves it. He's getting one. So, to recap, Keith is dead. <laughs> Billy whoops Keith's ass, and Keith becomes more powerful. <laughs> Joe gets the beer campaign at D&D. Michael gets his laundry done. Matt gets the job at the hospital. Joe becomes more protective of Jake. Sydney wants Michael and Amanda wants Jake. And Allison loves booze. Yeah. It's pretty pretty comprehensive. 90s moments. Did you find any gems? Mm, couple. We mentioned this, but using a map to try to find your way around. Yep, got that. Uh, Billy using that payphone. Having those beginning. metal trash cans, like the those old metal trash cans that Oscar the Grouch would live in, if you recall, mm. they were strewn all over uh, Keith's house. They were everywhere. That's where he keeps the bodies. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Keith's boombox in the house on the floor. Ah, good find. Um, saying that guys have cute butts. Oh, I still say that. That was big in the 90s. You got like, a cute he's butt. He's got a cute butt. Dan has a really cute butt. Oh, my God. You do. You know it. Um, uh, Moving forward. That's really all I was able oh, to pick out. I've got um the act of like changing your phone number and making it unlisted. That's a 90s thing. Yeah. We yeah. had an unlisted number when I was a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, my mom was like, I don't want anyone calling the house. Mm. Unsolicited. Um, and then the saying, goodbye now. Goodbye now. I feel like that's a 90s thing. Really? I, have you ever said that shit? I don't know. No, that's a 90s thing. Okay. Goodbye now. Uh, and that's all I got. Well, every episode has a lesson that we can take away. What would you say that the lesson you've learned from this episode? My lesson here, guys, is don't tell people to die unless you really want them to. <laughs> oh, okay. Mine is let bygones be bygones. Hey, things were kind of resolved when Keith went to Seattle. That was it. Couldn't let it just die there. Mm-hmm. But somebody named Billy wanted to keep this going. <laughs> mm. No comment. Now, it's time for Bitch of the Week. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass Now, we're bitch, recording bitch, a little bitch, out of bitch, the ordinary. Because uh, we are going on vacation next week, so we had to get a uh, couple in the bag before we leave. So the poll from our last episode is has not ended yet, so we don't know who the bitch of the week is. So, this week, who's your bitch? Who's my bitch, Daniel? Well, it's none other than Amanda Woodward. Why? Well, there are many reasons. First, let's start with the fact that Amanda probably only hired Joe to do this campaign to get to Jake. And we see this in action because she asks Joe to come to D&D where they're reviewing the photos. And she has this ulterior motive to try to get Joe away from Jake so that she can have Jake all to herself over a candlelit dinner. She's successful in doing this, and she is so transparent about it. The moment that Joe walks out of the office, the first call is to Jake Hansen. So, firstly, that is pretty egregious. Amanda already knows that Joe has set a boundary that she doesn't want her to be alone with Jake, yet she does this anyway. Then, 
She reams Allison out for not having the report on time. Okay, that's forgivable. I can kind of see her side of the coin on that one. But the very next day, she shows up at Allison's apartment and is basically like, give me a ride. Doesn't really give Allison a choice in the matter. And then when <laughs> Billy comes back from his little trip and they need to have this conversation, Amanda is in the background like, come on, Allison, we have to leave. We're going to be late. And it's kind of like, um, excuse me, you are getting a favor done from me. I am driving you to work. You kind of need to be at like my timeline, not what's going on with you. So f- later on in the episode, again, she confronts Allison in front of a restaurant full of people and exclaims very loudly that she is drunk, mm-hmm. embarrassing her. So for those reasons, I'm nominating Miss Amanda Woodward. Tough but fair. My bitch of the week is Billy Campbell. Here's why. Billy, you lied to a woman that you love, that you were that you had a work thing, and you end up going to Seattle to punch out her stalker. I get it. You think you're being a hero, but bro, you went to somebody's work and like like assaulted them. That if that ain't being a bitch, I don't know what is. You basically blindsided him, and that's a bitch move for as a guy. You know, you, you can't blindside somebody and just go beating the shit out of them. Uh, then you don't address the alcohol abuse that your girlfriend is exhibiting. Like you're the person who's with her most often. You should, there should have at least been like at least three or four scenes from the time she started the boozing to the time that is now. You're the guy. You need to address that with her. You need to tell her to ease up off the alky and you need to stop running around lying and beating people up. You're being a bitch. I would say that Billy is the reason that Keith killed himself. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so I have to I have to side with you here, Dan. I really think had Billy not gone up to Seattle to drudge everything up and threaten to kill him. Like I I don't think that we'd be here right now. I kind of think that maybe that it was done. Yeah. And Billy it has shows no culpability for this. He does not give a shit. I really feel like it is Billy's fault that Keith is dead. <laughs> Billy, you're responsible for a murder, a suicide. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Sorry, I just had to throw well, my two cents in hey, there. Thank you. Thanks for proving my point. No, I have to agree. Thanks for driving. There can it only home. be one bitch. We can only have one. You got Billy first. <laughs> so now it's time to rename this mofo. This episode is called Revenge. I think we can do better. Oh, yeah. What do you got, Jenny? I got hit me with your best shot. <laughs> and this can work on a lot of different <laughs> levels, guys. Hit me so, with your best shot. That's a Billy, good one. of course, hits Keith. We saw that. Allison has taken multiple shots during the episode. And then we all know how Keith ended things. Ooh. Shot to the head. Yikes. So, uh, a multi-dimensional for you. That's good. I have a multi-dimensional one as well. It's called Rumble in the Workplace. Ah. Get it? I get it. Get it? Get it? Get it back home? Uh, One, Amanda and Allison are rumbling. They're rumbling. There is a rumble there. Then, Amanda and Joe. There is gonna be a rumble there. And she's also in the workplace now wrapped up with Amanda Mm -hmm. and then the actual rumble in the workplace Billy versus Keith on the tour like guys I mean I don't people keep talking about this Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight really it's Billy and Keith Billy and Keith that was a fight to the finish literally so some predictions for future episodes my prediction is that Allison goes to the funeral and holds hands with Keith for old times' sake. 
And Billy gets pissed. Or does it because he didn't care before. Right. That's my prediction. That's it? That's it. I think it's very clear that Allison is becoming a full-fledged alcoholic. We're probably going to see some pretty insane storylines with this addiction and how it impacts the relationships with the characters at Melrose Place. I think that Michael is definitely going to begin cheating on Kimberly with Sydney. (laughs) Once a cheater, always a cheater. And I think uh, he's going to repeat the pattern. And then I think Allison is very close to... Sorry. I think Amanda is very close to demoting Allison. I think if Allison doesn't play her cards right, she's going to be taking phone calls at the reception desk again. Back to the mailroom, you alky. <laughs> yeah, I think all that's going to happen, too. Okay. I really, really do. Um, so, guys, if you want to get in contact with us, our email is melrosepod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we have a new Facebook group at Melrose Pod or the Melrose Place Podcast Group. Hit us up there. Keep the conversation going. We love interacting with all of you. Uh, we got some reviews. This review comes to us by my so called whatever. Entitled, This Podcast is Wicked Awesome for Reels. With a Z. With a Z. First off, this husband and wife team are amazing. We, Brooke and Nikki, love this idea. Very well executed and such a great idea. We love the suggestion to watch the episodes on Hulu, which BT Dubs was an amazing suggestion. We've been watching the episodes before we listen, but honestly, you could watch them after or even honestly, not at all. That's how entertaining these two are. If we could give them six stars, we would. Officially added to our favorite podcasts. Yay! Thank you so much, my so-called whatever, a.k.a. Brooke and Nikki. We love you! Thanks, Brooke and Nikki. Um, My so-called whatever is a podcast dedicated to New Kids on the Block. What? Yeah, if you like new kids, these girls know everything. They got the right stuff. Baby. Baby. They're the reason why we podcast them. Yeah. Thanks. Brick and Nikki, we love you. Thanks for the review, guys. If you wanna if anyone wants to leave us a review, you can. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We'll read whatever you write, good or bad. But don't be bad. Keep that shit to yourself. Anything to add? Just, we're on we're on Patreon. Just so we love you. And we love you. Patreon.com forward slash Melrose Pod. If you want to contribute to the podcast, hit us up. We got a bunch of bonus episodes, and we just dropped one about uh, Vanessa Williams, who played Rhonda Blair on the show. So if you contribute to our Patreon, you get that episode. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. Thanks, guys. We love you. Bye.